0: In this episode, I'll be covering the top five quarterbacks in National Football League. In the previous episodes, I went through to discuss number 32 through number six. I hope this has been very informative and I guess more so very entertaining for everyone and something that people, and there's like topics or quarterbacks that people can take away and have a different point of view based off something I said that they didn't know about previously. I mean, I certainly don't know everything, But, uh, hey, I'm having fun with this, and I hope everyone else is, too. At number five, my quarterback is Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts has had an incredible football story. He started out at Alabama, helping them lead to a national championship game against Deshaun Watson and Clemson. I think it was a national championship game. It's college football play at the very least. I believe it's the national championship game. And uh, played well. He uh, stayed the starter. And then, unfortunately, his career at Alabama changed when uh, he struggled the national championship game against the Georgia Bulldogs. And Tua came in to the rescue. And that's the story of Tua. The legend of Tua began. And the beginning of the end for Jalen Hurts at Alabama began, too. He uh, eventually worked his way to Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley, where he was able to develop further as a passer, which has always been a criticism of him, where uh, he was always a good dynamic runner, uh, but not a great passer. But his passing greatly excelled when he was under Lincoln Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, and ended up going in the second round to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um uh, a year like a year later, and uh, at the time the uh, Eagles had their star quarterback in Carson Wentz, and it was just kind of a bizarre move. Like, why would you draft? Uh, it seemed like it was a bit of a reach for Jalen Hurts, uh, second over like second pick, not so, well. Uh, probably the Eagles' second pick, but he went to second round, and uh, like, why would you spend that much for a backup quarterback? And then that year, Carson Wentz just went off the rails and eventually Jalen Hurst ended up starting games. And he had some flashes. He had some good uh, moments where his uh, dynamic running ability, his vision as a runner, because he's not like super, super elite fast, but he's a solid runner and he has elite vision, so he knows where to run and like avoid tacklers and everything. That translated very well to the NFL. But his passing game still left more to be desired. Um, so he was named starting quarterback going to his second year with Carson Wentz uh, being shipped, shipped off to uh, the Colts. And he improved. He improved as a passer. Uh, the team did all right. Um, they ended up making the playoffs, I believe. Um, but still, he wasn't super—his like his passing ability was still a little bit limited. He had a fairly low completion rating. I believe it was in the low 60s at this point where it was like in the high 50s as a rookie. So he improved. He improved a lot, but there's still a lot of work to be done, and especially after the Eagles got completely shelled by the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. like It was a disaster. It was, so, it was not even close. Not a competitive game. It left some speculation of, okay, is Jalen Hurts going to be the starting quarterback for the foreseeable future? Last year, he was named starting quarterback again, and he had a year. He was fantastic. He dramatically his passer, his uh, completion rating like moved high like more into the mid to upper 60s. He improved dramatically, began throwing significantly more touchdown passes. He continued to take care of the ball. He was making like beautiful deep throws down the field accurately, which was he was not always great with when he was like in his younger form. And he just improved dramatically. He uh, he b- easily became the MVP front runner up until he the game against the Bears, where is that at the end of the game, which was unfortunate. He didn't need to be in the game, but then he his like shoulder got banged up a bit, so his backup Gardner Minshew ended up starting a bit. Uh, Played like started like, two games, and they lost both of those games. But due to the time that Jalen Hurst, Hurts missed, he. Didn't end up winning the MVP. Even though he played like MVP Canada, he was certainly unbelievable. He improved dramatically just as a passer of the ball significantly, continued to be effective running the ball. And his play continued in the playoffs where they dominated the Giants in Philadelphia they uh do- well I guess they dominated the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC championship game I believe in large part due to uh, Brock Purdy's uh, arm game completely ruined by the by the defensive end on a it was a clean hit but it was just unfortunate because I mean once you know that starting quarterback goes down it's like okay at the beginning of the game it's- it's- 49ers were in trouble 49ers Eagles could have won that game easily. I mean, they're certainly talented enough to win the game, even if Brock Purdy never got hurt, but we will never know, and that's okay. And uh, Jalen Hurts had, in the Super Bowl, a performance of the ages. He threw for about, like, 350 yards. He had a deep bomb to uh, A.J. Brown in the end zone. He was... He unfortunately had like a weird fumble where he dropped the ball and the ball got picked up and returned for a touchdown. But anyways, besides that, he played fantastic and he arguably played better than Patrick Mahomes, who ended up winning the game only on like when he had like a high ankle sprain and won Super Bowl MVP. But Jalen Hurts was fantastic. And certainly solidified himself as an elite quarterback in the National Football League. My biggest thing with him is he has to do it again <laughs> to be any higher than a top five, or to be any higher to be known as like the top two or three, or one. It's hard to well, I go into that. To be an elite quarterback, you need to do it consistently. Almost anyone can have a good, good, great year. But he had a fantastic year, so giving him benefit of the doubt. And he's consistently always improved. And with his leadership ability, his maturity as a player, as a person, I believe he'll continue to at least be the same or somewhere close to the same. I still think he'll be an elite quarterback this coming year. But he has to do it again. Also, what hurts him is that the Eagles uh, lost their uh, their offensive coordinator, I think it was Shane Sykin, to the Colts, and they also lost their defensive coordinator to uh, the Cardinals, which I think the team gave up like 30 or four, 35 or so points in the Super Bowl, so maybe changing defensive coordinators isn't such a bad thing, but I don't know anything about defense. Uh, <laughs> I'm just talking about quarterbacks mainly here. Uh, but losing Shane Sykin, who helped develop, uh, I think he helped develop the Justin Herbert and made him awesome, certainly made Jalen Hurts awesome, now in the Colts, will that affect uh, Jalen Hurts? That's a fair question. And he's a fantastic player. He had a fantastic year. He's improving. He certainly earned the contract he signed this year. He just needs to do it again. Just prove it again. And if he proves it again, hey, more to him. It'll be fun to watch. At number four now, I have a arguably the most talented quarterback in the league. Certainly in this, easily in the discussion, and that's Justin Herbert for the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert played uh, college ball in at Oregon, where coming out of the draft, he was selected number six overall, right behind Tua, in the uh, twenty twenty draft. I think it was a COVID year draft. Number six overall, and he was. Uh, people thought he was like pretty robotic. Like, yeah, he's very, very talented. Super elite arm, elite arm, like underline elite arm, highlight it, and uh, was pretty mobile. But people always felt he was pretty robotic at uh, Oregon. He was just playing in the system where he could just. He should have been unleashed, where he was a bit more unleashed in the Rose Bowl. As a runner, and people. Some people. I heard some analysts say like, "Oh, that's like when he had his awakening. He was like awesome." But I mean, if I remember correctly, his passing wasn't anything spectacular in the Rose Bowl game. His running, he was more effective. But I don't know. I just didn't take that much away from his Rose Bowl game. But it impressed people. I'm not an expert. It impressed people, and he Justin Herbert was sat behind. Sat behind Tyrod Taylor in uh, Week One against uh, actually Joe Burrow and Cincinnati Bengals, and in uh, and uh, in the second start, it's famously known that Tyrod Taylor had the one that doctors, the team doctors, accidentally punctured his lung when trying to give him like a painkiller in his chest or something. Like Neil jabbed him, and Justin Herbert found out like I think virtually seconds before. Kickoff that he was now the starting quarterback, and in that game at home against the Kansas City Chiefs, I remember watching. He was so good. He was throwing bombs across the field. He was like making plays. He was just displaying his arm talent. And it's like, how did this guy not start week one? I mean, they won anyways, but like, wow. He almost he was certainly on the playing to the same level as Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mullins was unknown, like was unknown MVP, but at that point too. But Justin Herbert was awesome, and his rookie year, he set a a, a rookie touchdown record, I believe, like thirty or thirty-one pa- passing touchdowns. Behind a really bad offensive line, and he just played awesome. He was certainly fantastic. And then the next year, next he continued to play well. Um, I. I went to a game a few years ago. It was at in Los Angeles. It was Chargers versus Browns. And I just remember watching Justin Herbert just throw lasers across the field. He was making plays. His arm is like, people just gasp. Whenever he throws it deep, It's like, <gasps> it's just, it's pretty impressive. Uh, despite all of that awesome talent, the Chargers have never won that much with him. He has a, I believe, a, going through the season, a 25 and 24 record in the regular season. So one game above 500, where 500 is you have the same amount of wins as losses. And if you have more than, say, a 500 record, you're winning more games. And if you're below, you're losing. So he has a barely above a winning, his barely a winning record in the NFL. Despite having my talent on the wide wide receivers, tight end, running back with uh, Austin Eckler, and some—I mean, on paper, a good defense. Um, But the concern with the Chargers is: I mean, do they have a good coach? Um, Because. Like, the team's never won a ton. I mean, that's partially on Justin Herbert, too. But it's also question marks with the head coach, which does not help Justin Herbert. And, uh, like, a few years ago, they had the famous, like, Week 17 or Week 18 game against the Raiders, where they were seen to be almost trying to play for a tie. Because if they tied, both the Raiders and the Chargers would have made the playoffs. But... Something happened, they didn't go right, and the Chargers lost, and they didn't make the playoffs. And then this past year, they did make the playoffs. They were up 27-0 in Jacksonville against the Jaguars, and they ended up blowing the game. Like, wow. Like, complete defensive meltdown. But also, on the offense, you have to keep scoring points. I mean, you're Justin Herbert. You are, uh, I believe, a top-four quarterback. As a top-four, I think you're four. You got to do something. You can't just let it happen. And, like, which was a bummer. Because I believe when Justin Herbert steps back to throw, he's always in control. He's, he, I believe in him. Like when he winds it up, throws it, it's going to be complete. He knows where it's going. Which I could say about, definitely about the quarterbacks above him. And almost, I have more confidence in him than some, I guess, at least one player above that, above him. But with all that talent, he needs to win more games. He just, yeah, maybe his coach isn't perfect, but now he has Kellen Moore for as an offensive coordinator, so he shouldn't be. So he, the offense should be better. But he's gonna. I mean, this year he's got paid. He got a big contract. He's running out of excuses. The talent there's talent. The wide receiver. He has an incredible arm talent. He can throw the ball deep. He can throw it short accurately. And like hopefully with the offense that lets him just open it up and throw it down the field, he'll improve. And we'll find out, okay, was it more the offensive coordinator from last year in the play calling, or was it more Justin Herbert? Because Kellen Moore helped make Dak Prescott very good. And Justin Herbert – is more the same from last year, which he has still a very good year, but it was not anywhere anywhere as good as it should be with his arm talent. It people the narrative around Justin Herbert might start to shift a tiny bit, which would be very unfortunate because he's a great guy, seems to be kinda quiet, avoid the avoid the media for sure. And uh he's his throws like, even last year, he had a throw, I think, against the Jaguars in the regular season. I think it was against the Jaguars where he was running and then he just like th- he's running to his right, then threw it, like, and the ball just kept f- flew down the field, like, at least 50 yards. And it was incredible. Then he had a pass against the Giants when they're absolutely killing the Giants at one point. And it flew at least 60 yards in the air. It was incredible. So, with his talent, I want to see him in the playoffs more. I want to see him win more games. I want to see him talk to more, talked about more in the national media as a, this guy's awesome, instead of a quarterback that's like, why isn't he winning more? So, um, yeah, well, Justin Herbert at number four. Now at number three, I have a <laughs> I I just described as a force of nature, and that is Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen was in the same draft as... Uh, Who was it now? It was, yeah, it was 2018 draft. It was Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, uh, the chosen Rosen, and Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, he played his college football at Wyoming. And he, this is highlight, he never had very good stats because partially his team wasn't very good. But just watching him, he was so big. He's like 6'5", 6'6", like 240. And his arm is incredible. I remember watching like some highlights from his pro day at Wyoming. It's a bit of altitude, but he was throwing the ball at least 70, 70, 75 yards down the field, just showing off his arm strength. And it's just jaw-dropping. And he comes into the NFL, and his rookie season, he was pretty raw. He, uh, like, again, he didn't play super well in Wyoming, but his... Physical traits were unbelievable between his arm talent and his running ability. He had a game his rookie year where he hurdled a, a Vikings player and had ended up winning the game. Not on that play, but they ended up winning the game, and it was a display of like, "Oh wow, like this guy could play." Once he figures it out, he knows how to play. And his rookie season didn't go very well. Second year, he improved. and made the playoffs, and they lost to the Houston Texans. And then his third year was his coming out party. It was... They were... The Buffalo Bills were awesome. They uh, they were making plays. And they made it to the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. They were up like 10-0, I think, in the beginning. Then they just... Mm, I mean, it's the Chiefs, whenever they're down 10-0, they just end up winning the game. So they lost. And, uh... Ever since then, they were just trying to beat the Chiefs. Uh, The next year, they had a uh, playoff game in Kansas City. They got the rematch they wanted in Kansas City. Probably the best game I ever saw, I've seen. One of the best playoff games I've ever seen, for sure. And Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going back and forth. Josh Allen, I think, honestly, Josh Allen makes more, like, oh my god plays that I'm saying when I'm watching the TV than Patrick Mahomes does. Which speaks to how talented Josh Allen is. Just when he's running, then he throws the ball. And it's nothing better than seeing the ball just it throws it deep and the camera's just trying to keep up with the ball because the ball is moving so fast. And just some guy <laughs> running open downfield 50 yards catches the ball and keeps running. And uh, the uh, Josh Allen scored with 13 seconds left. or up, and then somehow the uh, Chiefs were able to get a field goal, to send it to overtime, then beat the Buffalo Bills in devastating fashion. <clears throat> um, and then last year, Josh Allen, Josh Allen's development, large part due to his own hard work and Brian Dable, and Brian Dable for his. For helping Josh Allen, he was rewarded by being the named the head coach for the New York Giants. So, last year was Josh Allen's first year without Brian Dable. And he was still a very good quarterback. He was still... He, I, I have him at three. <laughs> He's still great. But the problems that plagued him in his early years started to creep back a bit. He became a little bit mistake prone. He started throwing a few interceptions. He started to put the ball on the ground and made some plays that ended up losing games. Most notably the Vikings game, which they had the Vikings beat dead to rights. And then he put the ball on the ground, I think near the end zone. And they just, (laughs) the Vikings were able to come back and win. uh, Thanks to some incredible plays by Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, uh, most notably. But the reason the Vikings could come back is because of Josh Allen's mistakes, and that could be in large part due to the Buffalo Bills. Like the running game is essentially just Josh Allen running the ball. He's incredibly athletic. He's big. He's strong. He's like Cam Newton that way, but better. Um, like more accurate. I don't know if he's faster, but it just him run. Just Josh Allen running down the field is. Pretty, it's it's a lot of fun to watch because he's fast, he's strong, he can just like stiff arm someone and keep just keep going with especially with the arm talent, unbelievable. But for the Bills, which I alluded to, he is their offense. He is so much of their offense. He's their throwing game. He's their running game. He's not the special teams game, of course, but he so much of the offense is geared around him. Is and there is a bit of concern of if he keeps playing like this, to keep taking all these hits, which he can absorb better than others, especially Bryce Young, because he's so big. Will that, will will he end up aging fast because of that? Because what we saw with Cam Newton a few years ago, Cam Newton was big, his strong, unbelievable, awesome arm, and then he just took one too many hits, and I think it was T.J. Watt hit Cam Newton. And like threw his shoulder throwing shoulder back weird. And ever since then, Cam Newton could not throw the ball. Like he kept trying to throw the ball. It would sometimes be good. Sometimes he would try to throw it ten yards to someone straight in front of him and it would just end up in the dirt. Like how? Like it it was something was wrong with Newton's arm. And I'm concerned that Josh Allen, if there's they don't protect him, he could have a similar fate to Cam Newton down the road. Like the next few years, Josh Allen like, he'll still be great, even if he's running around all the time. But with running quarterbacks, you keep getting hit. He could get hurt. And that's not what you want to see for a star quarterback, especially a top three quarterback. And someone who could easily could guide a team to a Super Bowl. You don't want him hurt. He's a force of nature. So much fun to watch. He's he's decent. He's accurate. He's decently accurate. He's pretty accurate. He has awesome arm strength to make more than enough throws down the field he can run around he could be the central point of an offense and help you win the Super Bowl but even him besides Stefan Diggs who's awesome he needs more help and especially particularly, particularly in the running game because if he doesn't get help his talent may dwindle faster than it should be but he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch for sure and for good reason now, heading into the top two quarterbacks, it's, I mean, people can guess. I mean, there's two quarterbacks I've not named who are superstars in this league. Um, does anyone want to take a guess? Any Anyone thinking about it? Well, okay, you know what? I'll give it away. You're listening to me anyways. It's Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, he, uh, he was a... He was a, he was at Ohio State. He couldn't beat out Dwayne Haskins. Like rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins, for the starting job. So he moved to LSU, and he was pretty mediocre at LSU, up until a moment in like in their bowl game. He gets hit, and the defense is just like making fun of him. And ever since that moment, like it tur- he turned into Peyton Manning or something. He or Tom Brady. He became awesome. It was unbelievable. So they won that bowl game, I think. And then the next year, the uh, the 2019 LSU Tigers, I mean, between Ed Orgeron, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, who's the wide receiver now for Joe Burrow? It's uh, uh, Jamar Chase. They were an awesome team. It was so much fun. They went undefeated. They remember in a bar watching... Uh, LSU Alabama beat Alabama. It was incredible. It was a uh, like pop, they were pop culture. That's why I would say they're they were pop culture. That's how good they were. Joe Burrow smoking the cigar after winning this after winning the national championship game, and he went number one overall because of that. He was beyond. He was so good in, play, in college, and with the Bengals immediately he was clear. He was. Very good, very good. But unfortunately, in his rookie year, he got banged up and had to sit out the rest of the year. The next year, they, uh, <clears throat> the Bengals started off fantastic. They ended up, uh, I think, they ended up going to the Super Bowl this year that year, and in large part due to him, because he just kept making plays. He was healthy. They were on the road. They beat, I think, the wild card game. The first game they beat, no, the first game they were at home against the Raiders, and they beat the Raiders. Then they went on the road to the number one uh, seed, uh, Tennessee Titans, and they beat the Titans. Then they went to uh, the uh, the Chiefs. <laughs> they played the Chiefs in Arrowhead and beat them in overtime after Patrick Mahomes had And a weird second half where he just almost looked like he lost the game. And uh, he uh, Joe Burrow won the game. I give him credit there. Then they ended up in the Super Bowl. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, who were not too long ago, very bad, before Joe Burrow, were in the Super Bowl. And they were up. They were winning in the fourth quarter. They had a chance to win the game. Driving the ball down the field, but then they just got stopped on a fourth down, which was too bad. And the next year, Joe Burrow continued to be awesome, continued to be great. And they made it to the AFC Championship game again in Arrowhead, but this time they lost to Patrick Mahomes. Which, what are you going to do with Patrick Mahomes? Joe Burrow, he's... Hey, they call him Joe Cool. Joe Cool, or Joe Burr, he's so cold. He is, when you watch him play, he looks like he's always in control and very slick with the decision making. You know, he's he completely understands the game. He's completely comfortable in the matter of the situation. Whether they're winning, they're losing, he's under pressure or not. He's always in control. And as a fan, you always feel like there is a strong chance he wins. I... I want to say he's similar to Justin Herbert in the way of how he plays, but just yes, Justin Herbert's a bit more talented than Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow just wins more games. I think Joe Burrow is a difference maker for a franchise. Just his attitude, his uh, his like his charisma, his desire to win. It, I think it permeates throughout the whole organization, and now the Bengals are discussed about. Winning Super Bowl contenders, which I mean, you can't say that they were with that with Andy Dalton or, uh, I mean, maybe with Carson Palmer a long time ago. But Joe Burrow is the real deal and he's fantastic. He's, I mean, like all these guys, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's complete control. He's, uh, he's not super, super talented. I like guess arm strength has gone a little bit better over the years, but it's nothing incredible. Certainly, I would say, out of the top five quarterbacks I have, it's his is only maybe is only better than Jalen Hurts, I would say. It's above average. And as a runner, he's elusive enough, but he's not, you wouldn't call him quite dynamic. But it's just his mindset. He knows he is so collect, calm and collected under pressure and so accurate with the ball and decisive that... You just want to believe in him, and you know he's going to do everything he can, like all of these guys, but you trust in his ability to win the game, and that is why I have him at number two. Now it's time. We are at the best quarterback in the NFL, and I could make a joke about, oh, it's like Nathan Peterman, because I remember this one uh, YouTube video that had, like, number one player overall is uh, Nathan Peterman, just I uh, highlight all of his low lights, all of him just throwing interceptions. Uh, for those who don't know, Nathan Peterman became well-known NFL circles for uh, throwing, uh, in his first start, throwing five first-half interceptions. They weren't all his fault, but five first-half fa- first interceptions, it was pretty rough. But, no. Number one quarterback in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes. That is clear, no doubt, definitive. If anyone's saying he's not, top, not number one, I don't... Pfft. Can you listen to him? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. Patrick Mahomes is number one by for the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, he w- play quarterback for the uh, Air Raid Texas Tech and Cl- Cliff Klingsbury. Uh, and he was viewed as a top quarterback prospect, but as incredibly raw, he was seen as very boomer bust. As in boomer bust, I mean, he could either be he'd be fantastic, he could be great, he could be a top quarterback in the league as in boom, or bust, of like, he can't play the game. He doesn't know what's going on. He's too reckless. It's just, he, it just doesn't work. So, but he was a boom. He was such a bigger boom than anyone ever thought. So he the Kansas City Chiefs ended up trading up for him, and uh, he sat behind, uh, he ended up sitting behind uh, Alex Smith for a year, but there are rumors where there's uh, there's practice footage of how well he was playing, like the plays he was making, like, oh, my gosh, this guy is legit. He ended up starting one Week 17 game against the Broncos uh, when the Chiefs already made the playoffs, where he did okay. He had a few throws that were pretty impressive, but it was nothing like he did the next year where the Chiefs went all in on him and in his like first few games it became clear this guy is an immediate superstar in the league he was just running around making plays i mean it's like his first game starting in the league he's just making defenses look like incompetent he's just passing he's throwing his touchdowns running around making plays i remember he made some plays against my favorite team the 49ers the same game that Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and derailed the season, but I don't want to talk about it. But anyways, he was fantastic and he won MVP his first year starting the league. So his second second year started second year in the league, but his first year starting the league, he won the MVP. He threw like 50 touchdowns or something, like I think it was like around 5,000 yards, probably a little bit more. And he they had a home playoff game against the then then Against the uh, Tom Brady led uh, New England Patriots, where the uh, the Chiefs fought back, they were back in the game. They were they could have won the game, but they went to overtime, and Tom Brady got the ball, and Tom Brady won the game. But that whole season, it was clear there is a new superstar in the league, and that is Patrick Mahomes. He is number one alpha dog. And he continued every year to... The most incredible part is that every year he started, the worst season he's had was lose in the uh, AFC Championship game at home. Now, think about that. He's already been to three Super Bowls. They won the first one against the 49ers in 2020. Then the next year, they went to the Super Bowl again against uh, the... uh, Against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but that was when like the entire O line, offensive line, people guarding uh, Patrick Mahomes when he passes, they were all hurt, and he was just running for his life the entire game. Like it was, I felt bad. I mean, I think America felt bad for him. It was people who supported him or not. Right? It was clear he was just completely overwhelmed, and he's kind of making plays. it was famous, like oh, he had a play where he's like falling to the ground, threw it up, and hit the wide receiver in the face. Like, oh, that should have been a touchdown. Like, yeah, they caught it, but I'm not a big fan of giving someone credit for a play that doesn't end up, like, actually happening or counting. Like, I don't know. But he was doing everything he could in that game. That was great. He was doing everything he could. But it wasn't enough. And uh, despite, like, having a toe issue, I think, big toe issue. And the next year, they're back in the AFC Championship game, and he has a second half meltdown against the Bengals, and they end up losing the game. Like it was a it was a weird game. And, um, and then last year, he uh, he was back. They were back in the Super Bowl, and they won the Super Bowl. It was an excellent game to watch against the Philadelphia Eagles, and I believe, in Arizona. And even though he had a high ankle sprain uh, dating back to the uh, beginning of the uh, I think the first first game of the playoffs for him, he had a high ankle sprain. So a high ankle sprain it makes it incredibly painful to put pressure, much less try to run around and move on your ankle. But he was continuously making running plays, like carrying the team, carrying the Chiefs. And in the Super Bowl, one of his most defining moments was running up the middle for, on the game-winning uh, field goal drive. And they won the Super Bowl. So Patrick Mahomes as a player, he is. People see him as a backyard passer, backyard quarterback, backyard style quarterback, which means he just, you know, like when little kids are playing football, they're kind of running around in circles and trying to make plays happen. That's what that's what Patrick Mahomes looks like. He's doing, but he's just so talented. He can, while also delivering. Making use of a highly effective game plan by Andy Reid, who's fantastic. He's always been fantastic. He's always been to NFC Championship games and been to the Super Bowl and been constantly in the playoffs with, like, whether it be Donovan, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, and uh, Alex Smith. But then he got his Patrick Mahomes. He got his, like, one of the best players ever, Patrick Mahomes, and now he's winning Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes, he uh, makes complex look easy. He's able to he can make plays. He can just be accurate. He has a strong arm. He's a very strong arm, like top two or three, I would say, in the league. As pure arm strength, and make off platform throws to make so he can make the ball like throwing it normally. I think also on the run, he could throw with his left hand. Not he could make no look passes, which is (laughs) very fun to watch when it goes well. But he makes plays. He's the ultimate playmaker. He makes it look easy. He doesn't throw many interceptions at all for how he plays backyard football. It looks like, but he, he follows the game plan. He schemes, and when the scheme fails him, he just makes plays still. And he's the co- he's the the quarterback for sure that I'm confident in when the ball starts, when he loads up to throw it deep, I mean, I, I I mean, for instance, for with Jimmy Garoppolo, when he throws it deep, I'm like, oh my God, like, is he going to throw an interception? Like, Ooh, I hope he doesn't throw an interception. But Patrick Mahomes, I'm, I know for sure, like, and I'm sure everyone else feels like, okay, there's someone wide open downfield, or he's going to complete this pass. It's unbelievable. And one of the most telling, uh, And and Patrick Mahomes as a leader is fantastic. And one of the most telling things, one of the most telling stats is that he has a winning record, a very good winning record of when his team is down more than 10 points. In that situation, a lot of quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers has, Aaron Rodgers is, there's some stats that suggest he's not good at playing behind because he just can't catch up. And he just seems like, people seem to think he shuts it down. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, they continue to win games at a high rate when he, they're down more. Than, the Kansas City Chiefs are down more than ten points. And a few years ago, they were losing. The Kansas City Chiefs were losing by like tw- at least twenty in a home playoff game against the Houston Texans in the middle of the second quarter. Then by halftime, the Kansas City Chiefs are winning. Like what? I mean, the game is like over. Texans are going to win. Like, shut it down, kill time, and whatnot. No, Patrick Mahomes caught up, was beating them at halftime, then went on to win, I think, 51-31 at home. Like, what? Like, that was the true, like, oh my gosh, this guy does almost plays better from behind. Because it's like, okay, I want to pass, now I will pass, and I'm going to pass all over you, and no one can stop me. Because I'm the best, and he is the best. And between his arm talent, his mobility, because, I mean, he he has he always has some pretty good runs in the playoffs, outside of what I said. I mean, a few years ago, he had to play against the Tennessee Titans, where he ran, like, he started, like, the 40-yard line. He, like, ran to the sideline. He, like, worked his way in. Then he f- just fell into the end zone. He doesn't look like he's running very fast. He doesn't, like, have full, long strides. But he's outrunning defenders, so it's working. But... He between his arm talent, his mobility, his like IQ, his leadership, he is by far the best quarterback in the league. And he can make a case to be it will be hard for him to get seven Super Bowls like Tom Brady. Like that is just an outlier. And but if he gets to say four or five or four at least, people can start making the case like he is the best player, greatest player ever. Because as far as the talent and what he's done so far, He's already a hall of famer. He's just, he's just like, uh, he's a, uh, like, uh, a shooting star across the sky. He is a phenomenon. He is unbelievable. He's a great character, a great guy. So he helps lead the team, which helps enhance his legacy. And he is my top rated quarterback in the NFL, in the NFL right now. Thank you so much for everyone for listening for me, listening to me throughout this, uh, from number 32 to number one here it's been uh it's been a lot of fun and i'm excited to continue to uh, make more podcasts so thank you so much